But we'll begin a, a series of sermons today on the uh, I Am statements that the Lord Jesus Christ made in the Gospel of John. We introduced the Gospel of John last week and we talked about how significant these I Am statements are. And uh, for the next several weeks, seven weeks, we're going to look at each one of these statements. Today, I am the bread of life. And as I am the light of the world, I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. And that first statement, affirming that Jesus is the bread of life, I think fits well for what we're doing today as we worship and celebrating the Lord's Supper. And we hear Jesus say, I'm the bread of life. And we'll be breaking bread and partaking in that. Now when Jesus says, I am, and talking about the fact that He is the I am God, He's literally taking two verbs and putting them together saying, I am, I am, or I, even I, am. And so it's a powerful thing when we think about who Jesus is, is that I am God. Our scripture today comes out of John chapter 6, and we'll start reading in verse 25. When we enter into this scene, Jesus has performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000 with a meager lunch from a little boy of some loaves of bread and some fish. And then he sends the disciples on ahead across the sea, and he notices that the storm is rising, and so Jesus comes walking to them on the storm, or the storm of the sea. And the people who come the next day after that miracle of feeding 5,000 to find Jesus begin to think something is suspicious because they know only one boat left and that Jesus has sent the disciples on early. So they're beginning to think some things. And so this is where we pick up the story where it offers Jesus the opportunity to say, I am the bread of life and to teach about that. So we begin in verse 25. When they found him... On the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Remember last week we talked about the key word in the Gospel of John is believe. And it's used 98 times. Here's one of those times. He says that is to believe, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? That is the word believe again. What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. The word believe again. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. That I shall not lose none of them, none of all that he has given me, 
but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. At this the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets that it will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. We hear Jesus declare very boldly that he is the bread of life. And the interesting thing about this is that Jesus is taking something from everyday life that they would experience and know as they celebrated their life day by day and using it as an example to tell them that he is totally sufficient to meet their every need. We know that bread is the essential staple of life. It's one of the basic needs of mankind. You know, with bread and water, we can survive for almost an innumerable amount of time. But if we don't have bread, we cannot survive. It feeds our body. Jesus, the I am God, then, addresses our hunger and our need to be satisfied and fulfilled as the bread of life. And he says, I am the I am God. I am sufficient for your hunger. Let me sustain you. And that's our thought for today. That the I am God is sufficient to sustain us in all of our life. So how do we understand that? Well, we begin by looking first at the statement. Lord noted that in John 6, the people of of Capernaum were curious about Jesus' obvious uh, miracle-working powers. He fed the 5,000, then somehow he crossed the lake without another boat, and they began to ask, when did you get here and how did you get here? And then there was that, that questioning about what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you. They then went on to talk about who they were as the chosen people. And they said, our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And so Jesus has to clarify that for them. And he goes on to say, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. And while they're still bragging about the provision of manna centuries before, Jesus focused their attention on their need for the moment. And he says, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Now the bread of God is not an it. Such bread is a he, it's a person, it's Jesus. When the Jews clamored, Lord, give us this bread, he said, I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me shall never hunger. And that was a bombshell statement for the Jews to hear. And they muttered against Jesus because he said, I'm the bread which came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? You see, that's where John, as we talked about last week, is emphasizing the deity of Jesus above being the son of man. He is the son of God. He has a high Christology of Jesus Christ that Jesus is from above and comes down to us. And so Jesus is affirming his deity and his preexistence. And, and he goes on to say that he is the one true God, the only God, the bread of life, 
the one who can meet their need. What a wonderful statement that is. You see, the bread that we eat today sustains us in our life. The bread he gives to us originates a life. The bread we eat is assimilated to our physical frame. But the bread that Jesus gives assimilates our spiritual nature to him. Jesus, the bread of life, is the only food that satisfies a hungry heart. And that is a heart that hungers after God. Jesus Christ is the Savior. He is the one sent from heaven down to earth to die for our sins, to give us freedom from our sins and everlasting life. He came to meet the needs of those who were hungering at the meaning and purpose and fulfillment in life. And so if you're looking today for satisfaction and completion and wholeness and purpose and meaning in life, you're having spiritual hunger pains and nothing in this world can fill it. In the words of C.S. Lewis, he put it this way, If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. See, we are made for another world. And Jesus came to bring us the way in which we can have life in that other world. See, to us, if we continue in the lifestyle that does not satisfy Jesus has come as the bread of life to satisfy that hunger for the true meaning in life. I am the bread of life. He is sufficient to satisfy your spiritual hunger. He can take away all your spiritual growls and give you the most satisfying bread you have ever tasted. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the I am God. I am sufficient for all of your needs in life. In me is the meaning and purpose of life. Allow me to sustain your life. Then secondly, we look at the symbolism. See, Jesus carefully chose the symbolism of bread. It's the staple of life. And it was something that they would see every day. Bread was baked every day. If you go to the Holy Lands today, and particularly if you spent any time in Jerusalem on my recent trip about two and a half years ago, now, every day you see them coming in with fresh made bread. That, that's one of my weaknesses is bread. I love all kinds of bread. And they had some of the best bread and it smells so good. And so when Jesus talked about bread, they could relate to that. And the symbolism is this, that bread is the basic substance of life. It's basic, it's essential, not just for making a sandwich, but for building a life. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily Bread. It's a prayer for our basic physical needs to be met. There are tough times for some people today. And sometimes you see homeless and hungry people standing on the, on the corners, maybe in, in, in Walmart and some other places with signs that say, we'll work for food. In Jesus' day, that sign would have read, we'll work for bread. See, why did Jesus say, I'm the bread of life? Because there's nothing more basic to life than bread. Without bread, we starve physically. Without Jesus Christ, we starve spiritually. No one else can satisfy that hunger in your heart and in your soul and in your life except Jesus Christ. If you're going to live today, truly live, Jesus must fill up your life as the bread of life. And then, second, bread is for hungry people. That we appreciate Jesus as the bread of life when we hunger for a relationship with the living God. 
An empty stomach craves bread. A full stomach has no need of it. When Jesus told the story of the prodigal son who ran away from home and squandered all of his inheritance and came to the very pits of his life, he found himself in a foreign land feeding pigs. And when he realized what an idiot he had been, the prodigal son said to himself, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? And ultimately it was that hunger which led him back and drove him back to the father. You see, there's a word of caution for us today, and that is when we are full of ourselves, our work, our bank accounts, or our pleasures, we're never hungry enough to come back to our Heavenly Father. It's only when we're famished, when we are starving spiritually, that we see our need for the bread of life. Statistics tell us that there are 34 million adults who are overweight, and we spend over $2 billion a year eating out. And while we do that, 11 million people starve to death every year. Food is in abundance. That's not the problem. But people are still hungry. And then Jesus talks about the fact that bread is the universal cure for hunger. When we talk about certain foods, it helps us identify with, with a certain area. At least for me it does anyway. Cajun food reminds me of New Orleans. Egg rolls, Chinese food. Tacos, Mexican food, right? So what comes to your mind when I say Irish stew? What country comes to your mind? A Polish sausage, a Hungarian goulash, a Belgium waffles. And that's not a trick question like who's buried in Grant's tomb. But there are certain foods that remind us of certain countries because bread is universal. It's the food of the world all over. And that says to us that that is the appeal of Jesus Christ. He is for all people. Bread feeds the world. Jesus saves the world. When Jesus began his ministry, John the Baptist saw him and pointed towards him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's why Jesus has come. He is sufficient because he is the only answer for a spiritually hungry world. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. He died on Calvary's cross in Jerusalem. But as the Savior of the world, he comes to you today and he offers himself to you as the bread of life. You don't have to remain hungry. You don't have to live without meaning and purpose in life. But Jesus is the bread of life who is sufficient to sustain your life if you will trust him. And then we look at the significance of Jesus being the bread of life. If you trust Jesus as your Savior, He sits at the table of your life and He says, come and dine. Here's what Jesus does for us. Jesus gives a personal relationship with God. Imagine next time you go to wherever you shop, whether it's Kroger or or Food Lion or Publix or whatever, and you pass by the rack of bread and you happen to look and you see a loaf of bread with your name on it. Wouldn't that be something? Coca-Cola is printing bottles now, Coke, with got different names on it. People clamor to find the one that's got their name on it. But imagine you find a loaf of bread with your name on it. Well, Jesus is doing something similar to that today. He is offering you a personal relationship with God through him because he is the bread of life. He's not just for the world. He is your bread. He's made a personal connection with you. He used the first person personal plural pronoun, I am. And he has written our name in the book of life as we trust in him as Savior. 
Then secondly, Jesus gives us a significant quality of life. When Jesus says your personal bread of life, you receive a specific quality of life. When Jesus said, I am the bread of life, he was literally saying, I am the bread of the life. Greek scholars would call that a qualitative genitive, referring not just to any kind of life, but to spiritual life, to eternal life, to life worth living now and worth living forever. So Jesus said, if we eat of this bread, we will not die. And he was talking eternally. But long before we face death, we have to face life. And facing life can be just as scary. And what's more, you face death only once. You face life every day. That's why you and I need Jesus, because he's sufficient for our every need. And then Jesus gives us complete satisfaction. I find it very interesting in verse 35 that... Jesus is the bread of life who stops hunger pains, which we would know and expect if you're hungry, you eat something. But Jesus also said, as the bread of life, if you eat from me, you will never thirst again. The bread of life quenching our thirst? We normally don't think about that, do we? You know, when we're hot and tired and thirsty, we don't ask for a piece of bread. We want something to drink, a glass of water. Bread, no. But here's the truth and the the point that Jesus is making. Bread is essential for life, and Jesus is the bread of life who is able to sustain you because he meets all of your basic spiritual needs. He completely satisfies, even in the areas and ways and times that we don't even suspect. Now, today, Jesus is the bread of life who speaks to us as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. So, My prayer for you is that you have considered the gracious benefit we have available through the great sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He is truly the bread of life. And those of us who have claimed him as Savior, we know that we never hunger for spiritual things because we believe on him and we never thirst because he provides complete satisfaction and assurance. He promises us eternal life. He provisions for us the needs for today and for all eternity. I trust that you have received Jesus as the bread of life. And if you have, then we at Spring Valley encourage you as we worship together to share in the bread and the cup of juice that remind us of the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus, that as the bread of life, he meets our spiritual needs, we never hunger again, and that as we believe in him, We never thirst again. We celebrate the Lord's Supper today, remembering the Lord Jesus Christ as the bread of life.